All right, welcome to Benny and the Bakes. Um, this topic of discussion is uh, just going to be about Marine profiles and talking about careers and just pretty much what people do in the Marine Corps. And uh, we're going to start off with our guest, Caulfield. And uh, without further ado, here is Bake. Bakes. Yeah, so uh, Caulfield, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Why uh, Why did you join the Marine Corps? Uh, I joined the Marine Corps because of uh, family history, and uh, it's something I wanted to do since I was like three years old. So it was sort of a no-brainer for me. I started talking to recruiters when I was a sophomore, and then I enlisted at 17 years old the summer after my junior year, and I was in the debt for about 13 months. And nice, I, nice. Yeah, kind of went from there. Wow, so you said three years old? Yeah. What did you What did you see, if you can remember that far, at three years old that made you want to join the Marine Corps? Um, my uncle and my grandfather, they always talked about it. And it was always uh, in the household, and it's sort of just something to look up to, and then I wanted to do it myself. Awesome. And they were Marines, correct? Yes. Nice. Awesome. So uh, so when did you join the Marine Corps? Uh, I joined, uh, I enlisted in 2016, and I shipped off to Paris Island in uh, July 2017. Awesome. So uh, what is, what's your MOS? Uh, I'm an I-level aircraft mechanic. I work on F-18s. It's more a uh, metal metal shop and uh, composites, working on carbon fiber and fiberglass repairs. Oh, nice. Nice. Do you enjoy what you're doing in the Marine Corps? Yeah, I actually do. I really like it. Awesome. And uh, where are you stationed right now? I'm stationed in uh, Beaufort, South Carolina. Nice. Nice. I remember uh, you were saying that you wanted to uh, go to Hawaii as your next duty station. Oh, uh, yeah, for FTAP, you get to pick your duty stations. So my three choices right now are Iwakuni, Japan, Hawaii, and then Miramar. Nice, nice. So how long have you uh, how long have you known Bennett here? Um, so right after I got out of boot camp, he was the next recruiter that took over my school. Awesome. Yeah, so, yeah, it's pretty interesting that we both know him from, you know, the Marine Corps, basically being him or him being a recruiter. And uh, I think I think it's awesome that he stays in touch with, uh, with a lot of the guys he gets in. You don't really see that. I think that's extremely rare with recruiters. Yeah, it also helps that we live in the same town. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, I yeah. live like 10 minutes away. Bro, I literally bump into her sister all of the time at Dunkin' Donuts. I'm just like, hey, how are you? How's your sister? That's pretty cool. So, um... So what do you what do you love about being in the Marine Corps? What do you love about your job? Like why you're about you're about to reenlist, right? Yes, I'm in the process of okay. reenlisting. Right so now. so here here's a question for you, right? There's a lot of people who just decide, no, fuck this shit, four years, that's it, I'm done. Why why do you feel like that's not it? Is it because of the family lineage? Is it because of that? Like why did you decide that, you know what, I'm gonna stick it out and stay in? Um, I honestly love like working with Marines, being with Marines, they're family and i mean my family never made it past their uh, first enlistments so i'll be the first one to re-enlist but um i just love working with marines and i love my job so i want to keep with it okay so what are some things in your in your time in the marine corps that you've dealt with um positively negatively any any kind of stories you want to share or anything like that uh i guess start with the negatives uh, a lot of suicides Okay. A lot of suicides. Um, I mean, just recently I was in Japan, and one of my best friend's uh, brother was a pilot for the F-35s, 
uh, he committed suicide while we were in Japan. So I had to uh, sort of console my friend as he's on the other side of the world. And he had to take emergency leave from Japan, went over there. But like the first night, it was kind of rough for him. So just there for uh, more sport. That was like one of the most rough nights so far. Okay, so just being there for somebody and being yeah. able to just be there for them? Yeah. Okay. And uh, this is my second summer there. We had someone in our division commit suicide, and it was like he worked in a different shop, so it didn't work like super close with us. But um, he would always be at the division PTs, and it was sort of a surprise that like one day he's like, yeah, no. Uh, He's not, he's not here anymore. He uh, had a family, so we had a lot of uh, classes after that, a lot of suicide prevention. And that's sort of, now when I'm at work, I try to be the, uh, the light of the shop, try to make everything not so rough, especially because the job is super uh, stressful. So I'm trying to be the, the goofball, sort of, let okay. everyone. But still holding the line. Yeah. What, um, so what would you, I, I don't know anything about your job or MOS, so what would you say, what's so stressful about it? Like, what's um, we had to support the flight line. Um, about two years ago, they wanted 80% of uh, up status for all the uh, the jets, and at the time, we were nowhere near that. So, um, working 12s, uh, getting X reps, so when the supply shelf has nothing, um, we have to work however long until that piece of gear can get back on so the jets can f start flying again. Damn. So, so just a, a lot of hours. Just a lot of hours, um, PC or production control, breathing down your neck, always calling. And uh, it's a lot of money too, especially if something you can't fix goes up to the deeper level and you're writing the paperwork and you have to justify why you can't fix it yourself. And it's like a million dollar part. Uh, yeah. How, how does yeah? How does how does so especially me being a recruiter, you know, when I well and as a recruiter, you know, that's something that we talk a lot about is just you know the amount of because how old are you? I'm 22. Okay, so how does it feel that you're 22 years old dealing with a, a multi-million dollar aircraft or like one part literally costing a million dollars? Like, how does that feel that at the age of 22 you deal with that? Um, I try not to think about like that aspect more. <laughs> I try to just keep a workflow. Work so is going to be there. Um, the flight line, flight line needs support, so I uh, just try to do my job the best of my ability and uh, keep a good attitude about it. Okay, that's awesome. It's a good mindset to have. I assume you guys probably don't get a lot of uh, weekends off or ninety sixes or anything like that. You have to keep, you know, continuously doing maintenance. Or, I, or am I wrong? Um. Well, we get our ninety sixes. Um. The CO tries to implement like. Uh, if you have 90 days, no ARIs, um, you get like a 72, try to oh, keep, nice. uh, yeah. I mean, it's not too bad. Um, the unit right now is not at its best, um, but two years ago, it was definitely, we had Aloha Fridays because our CEO came from Hawaii, and that was something that he would have like Stinger Fridays because we're the Stingers. They get off right. a little bit early, but yeah, everyone's sort of the mindset, like work's always going to be there, just do your best. But like, nice. yeah, it's not too bad. Okay. Um, so you were saying that you were in Japan, right? 
Yeah, I just got back a okay. couple months ago. How was how was that? I've never been. I have no idea. So uh, Japan was nice. Um, Japan uh, all just decommissioned all of their F-18s, so it's all C-130s, and they're implementing the 35s. And for eye level, 35s doesn't have any capabilities because they're still under warranty. So it was a lot of downtime. So we would work on our programs, like hazmat program, FOD program. Um, but the uh, surrounding areas, like on our time off, we would go camping. Um, in Okinawa, there's a lot of snorkeling. It's pretty cool. Food's amazing. But Japan's a good time. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, uh, oh, sorry. That's just my bad, but. That's one thing I never understood is I hear so many people who are in like Oki that are like, bro, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm leaving the Marine Corps because it sucks. But then I meet so many people who are like, bro, Okinawa was the best fucking time of my life. And like, I'm getting off recruiting duty and going to Okinawa. Like, I can't wait to go back. So I just, I never understood like why there's so polar opposites of people who can't stand it, but then people who love it. Do you have any idea, Baker? Or any experience? Yeah, I mean, Everybody, there's two sides to every story, you know, like yeah. there's Marines. It's the same thing. Like while we're doing this podcast here, people's stories, we're going to meet Marines that had the best four years. And my, like myself, I, I thought I had an amazing first four years and it was fantastic. And then you and I both know people that got out after four years because it was miserable and this and that Marine Corps fucked me, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, um, all the guys I know from Oki loved it, you know, but then I know other guys too that wasn't a fan they miss their families they're always on lockdown they couldn't have booze etc you know yeah got you got you got you but uh but while you're on uh are you in okinawa did you get a chance to go anywhere else um while you're on this deployment uh so we went to iwakuni first because that's where the f-18s go and then the squadron um had a debt and we stayed on kadena in okinawa so we did three months in uh, iwakuni and three months in okinawa uh, we were supposed to go to Hawaii, but um, the Marine Corps didn't have enough money for us to do that. So we stayed in Okinawa for the full three months. Yeah, that would have been like the cherry on the top. That yeah. would have been pretty cool. So you say they decommissioned uh, the F-18s. What what happens to those? Like, does the Marine Corps end up selling them to, like, another country, or do they just get dermoed? Um, I know while I was in Finland, um, Finland had a few of our old F-18s, the, the Alpha series. Um in Beaufort, if because uh, we just recently had 251 shut down and they all went to strike jet, so strike jets basically uh, were canning parts from those jets and then using them to support the squadrons that are still up. But for um, the F 18s, they're on their way to uh, becoming extinct because uh, we're moving to the F 35s. Um, so in the next, I'll say five, ten years, there will be no F 18s in the Marine Corps. Oh wow! Where are you? so so now you've said you were in Japan. You've been to Finland. Where else have you been? Uh, that's it. Finland how Japan. how was Finland? Finland was a good time. Um, I was twenty years old, and the drinking age was eighteen. So I had my first legal drink in Finland. Okay. Um, but we were working so nice. like on de- deployments. We work a lot more, so we only got one day off a week. So it was six six days of work. Uh, six days a week, twelve hour days. And then one day off, and I was a night crew, so the scheduling was a little bit weird. But it was 24 hours of daylight while we were there, so the only thing open when we were sort of off was the bar. So <laughs> we, we did a lot of drinking and exploring there. Nice. Did you get to? Did you get a time like time to hang out with like the local people? Like 
what type of people like are they cool like um, very different like what's the type of like they're all really tall they're all really blonde <laughs> and they all speak pretty good english so they would buy us drinks and we would just party nice that's that's pretty cool how were um how were the Finn like were they marines or were they soldiers they the it was the finnish air force and we were part of a giant nato event so we were working with um the germans were down the flight line um i'm pretty sure there was australians and uh a bunch of scandinavian countries so like norway and sweden oh that's pretty cool that's pretty weird yeah i remember reading about um those nato ops over there and not, not a lot of marines get to participate so that's uh that's pretty outstanding yeah, sort of like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we were way up there past the uh, Arctic Circle, too. So it was, I bet that was cold. Yeah, it was real cold, especially on nights. Oh, man. That's pretty cool, though. Sounds like it was probably uh, some really awesome training and uh, good experience, too, especially get to meet. I love meeting, you know, guys from other uh, other countries' militaries. And, yeah, it was, it was always cool. Yeah, towards the end of it, we did like a whole um, get to meet the other countries and we played beer pong with them and ate some food and just talked. Nice. That's awesome. Sick. What's, um, what's your fondest memory, like being in the Marine Corps? Like, do you have like a memory that like you, you just kind of look back at like, wow, it was like a funny time or anything like that? Um, Just shop shenanigans, I guess. Okay. Um. Our staff sergeant and our sergeant right now are on their way out, so they sort of dropped their pack a little bit. So um, we get a lot of, away with a lot of stuff. So um, sort of just running around the shop, kind of like beating each other up, sort of like a sibling dynamic. Okay. And it is it's pretty fun. So just being Marines yeah. pretty much? Okay. Yeah. All right. Nice, nice, nice. Um, do you have any other questions, Baker? Um. So – how far, I, you know, a lot of people that go in the Marine Corps, they're like, oh, I'll be a lifer. I'll do 20 years. You know, I, I was that person. Do you, going in your second enlistment, do you think you're going to be a lifer? Maybe get a third enlistment in? Where, where do you think this is going to go? I'm not sure right now. I don't think I'll be a lifer. But after, I do have a plan to do MSG after this next enlistment. So oh, after I do my cool. three, four years in Japan, um, I'm going to, put a MSG package in and hopefully uh, see some cool countries. And then after that, nice. I have no idea. Yeah, definitely do it. Get after it. That sounds like an awesome plan. Um, I guess like my, my last question would just be, is it, is it everything that you thought it would be? Is it like, what would you, you know, like looking back at yourself, you know, is it everything that you wanted it to be and or more? Like, how do you feel about your time? Um, it's definitely different than I thought it would be because um, I'm in the air wing, so I don't get to see the field really ever, and that's what I thought the Marine Corps was going to be. But um, the relationships and the friendships that I've made are definitely well surpassed what I expected. That's How do you um, – I know you're very close to your family. Yes. How does that affect you, like not being able to see them, like especially when you're in Finland or Japan or – now about to go to Japan for the next four years, possibly. Like, how does that affect you? Um, I know they'll always be there for me, so um, I just keep a good attitude with everything. Um, and they call me. We got phones now. We got FaceTime. 
Yeah. So it's a lot different than say like 20 years ago when yeah. you couldn't really. Yeah. Snail meal. Yeah. So do you guys just like Zoom a lot, like Skype or? Um, I tried time? to FaceTime my family like every couple of days while I was in Japan. The time difference was a little bit hard, but um, yeah, we talk when we can. Nice. Okay. Um, Baker, did you have anything else? No, that was it for me. Um, it was awesome talking to you. Really nice meeting you as well. Um, yeah. So I just want to thank you for coming out, kind of just telling you about the story because a lot of people, like, again, a lot of people just don't know what it is being in the Marine Corps and especially with all the different jobs out there. People say the number of their job, like I'm supposed to know what it is. Um, and you're honestly probably one of the first people that I've actually been able to sit down with and learn about your MOS and learn about where you've been and what you do. Um, so it was definitely a privilege having you. Um, but Baker, if you don't have anything else, I'm just going to wrap it up and, uh, we'll talk next time. All right. Roger that. Deuces. <laughs>